0: Hey, Legendary Closers. Welcome back to another awesome episode here. John Albert Ferguson on Legendary Closer Radio. And I want to talk to you guys about, that's right, responsibility. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees but want to close more sales with less effort, How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Anyways, I am back here, ready to talk about the one thing closers always want to talk about, is responsibility in sales. I know it's kind of like a naughty word, but We got to talk about it because responsibility as a salesperson, isn't that scary when it comes right down to understanding what it was. Now, my role I felt was to close sales. Like my job is to close them and forget them, set them, forget them, close them and quit them. Let fulfillment do the work, right? I mean, that's what I thought in the very beginning of my sales business was, Hey, just sell them. They'll be taken care of, right? It's the coach's problem. It's the guru's fault, right? Right. And that is where we are going to be cutting paths is that salespeople at the end of the day can take on more responsibility and create more freedom at the same time. But if we don't take on that responsibility, we lose big time. As for instance, as a closer and as an individual in the crowd of salespeople, the less responsibility I try to take on, the less resources, the less opportunity I saw. Every single time that I got on to a new sales gig, this is my first couple of years in sales. I had the belief that, hey, as a closer, my job was one role. And that role was to close sales. And I became very, very good at it. And I was able to close sales. But at the end of the day, I started to get certain things happening in my sales process. I started to see that I was getting complaints and that people who were joining our coachings or trainings or seminars or events. I mean, haven't you ever noticed like sometimes you just start to get complaints. Maybe the coaches are upset or the guru's upset or the speaker's mad. I mean, not at you thought any fault of yours. You closed them. They're in the room. They're ready for you. Teach them. Maybe you should give them what we sold them, right? Er, Wrong. That is exactly what got me in some of the biggest trouble. And All I really wanted was great clients. I wanted to be able to get great clients committed to doing the work, committed to taking action, committed to once they got on board, they were no longer needy. Like we were able to work with them in fulfillment in an area that they needed in their life or their business and they were no longer expecting, right? And we all know those clients that are just kind of quote unquote begging for more attention or They felt needy or they wanted to just bug you or then they started to to turn kind of evil, right? They're like, well, you promised this or we never got that or, you know, you guys have heard the phrases and I don't want to harp on a lot of that because that's the negative side of all this. That's what happens is what most closers get if they are lacking in understanding their responsibility as a salesperson. And it's not what you're thinking. It's not to close them with congruency or a lot of the terms that these, you know, sales gurus are teaching right now, or even to sell them with, you know, integrity. That's all, duh, of course, like that should be happening already. But when we say the terms, set it and forget it mentally, something's going through our head is like, Hey, we've done all we could do. We're moving on. Can you ask the question? Did you? Close them and forget them. Close them and quit them. Well, okay. In some businesses, when you enroll someone, you have no longer have a relationship with that person, right? That individual now is the responsibility and you pass the baton to the fulfillment. But I wanted better clients. I did not want refunds. I wanted to eliminate the amount of upset clients that I had. And I wanted to create a better model for it. And I was running into a crisis of clients who were... I guess for lack of a better word, they felt oversold or they felt like they expected more. Like they got what they got, but then the feeling was, man, it just sounded so much better than what we got. We got what you said we were going to get, but the experience wasn't the way that you showed it. And then I would get, at times I'd have coaches complain like, man, these people are just so rough. They want more of my time. They think I'm supposed to do more for them than what they have been sold. And so the coaches thought you were overselling and then the social outlook or the complaints would come in and then the guru or the subject matter expert, if you want to call them that influencer, or even yourself, the coach, if you're the coach and you're getting the complaints, now you are having to overperform. Now you're feeling more exhausted because you're putting in more effort to try to Overperform for the person. And if you're network marketing and you are overselling your product without overselling it, like you may not know that you're actually doing that, you know, the feeling of having these people who've purchased from you no longer be your friends. And they kind of like stop inviting you to the birthday parties and the family outings because you promised the hill to them. And sometimes that doesn't work out. And so, you know, and then as a salesperson, you start to get a stigma, you get that, you know, that guy knows how to sell, but he's doing it dirty. That guy, that gal, she's closing, but if you take one of her clients on, you're going to have a needy person on your hands. And you don't ever want to get that stigma as that one salesperson, right? You don't want to have that stigma of that one closer. Yeah, you can close. Yes, you get them over objections because you bullied them, because you used old school benefit bashing techniques. A lot of the current sales tactics are witty phrases that, help you overcome some of the concerns. But at the end of the day, was that really in your responsibility to do, or were you falling out of momentum? Were you falling out of fulfillment and were you really setting them up for success? Were your clients being set up for success? Like here on legendary closers, we are trying to create a more excellent experience at the same time we're closing somebody. And at the end of the day, if we're not setting up fulfillment in a way that protects our client, if we don't see the client as our client, we're losing. And so what I was coming up with was, is I'm not the coach, right? I was like, I'm not the coach. And so, you know, how do I help that person? Like, what's my role now? Like, if I'm the closer, do I also got to be the coach? Like, you know, isn't the ownership at this point now, based on the products and the services and the things that I've sold that you not know, like, if you're the salesperson, sometimes you don't have any, any real relationship with the client beyond being enrolled in whatever product or service you have, or you know, running the mastermind or being the coach for them. Like in a lot of cases, you don't have that. And so as a high-ticket closer, you're sometimes in a realm where you feel kind of helpless. And so, you know, thinking in the realm of high-ticket sales, selling for coaching and training, some masterminds, boot camps, and even in the back of the room from seminars, as a high-ticket closer, a lot of times you can kind of feel that, well, I'm not the coach. So what can I really do at the end of the day? Right. And so I was up against that, that what is it that that can really be done that can actually help this vehicle move forward faster. The second thing I was running up against was, you know, how do I take on more responsibility at the same time? Where does my effort lie? Like I felt that if I'm taking on more responsibility, I'm going to be putting in a lot more effort and I'm just exhausted. Like why do I want to baby these people? Like, if they're not grownups themselves and they purchased a 25,000 a 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollar product for me, don't they know like, duh. <laughs> and so I'm, I had that in my mind that, you know, how do I actually put in more time? Like how do I take on more responsibility in a way that, you know, doesn't create more effort for me. And that was kind of twofold because, you know, I didn't own the business. I didn't run the coaching. I didn't have the masterminds. I wasn't the speaker. And I'm talking back in my my role purely in sales as a high ticket closer, my role now has changed. And that's really kind of how I started to have this change of heart and understanding is after my first couple of years of being in sales and training and creating these systems, it's the whole reason why the systems are there. It's the whole purpose was to be able to have put in less effort and close sales more congruently with less time and taking on more responsibility without having that extra energy that I have to put in. And, you know, what I found was I could actually set the coach up for success. I didn't have to be the coach in order to set the coach up for success or the mastermind up for success or the event that they had purchased to go to or the products and services that they were buying for me. Like even in like the fitness world, you can actually set your client up for success. They can actually be better prepared and own it themselves. So I figured, hey. How do I reverse this? Instead of me taking on more effort, how do I get the client to take on the effort and take on the responsibility with us? Our responsibility is to get them to where they want to be and provide the tools and the solutions there, right? But don't they hold responsibility beyond just paying for it? Of course they do. And so I said, okay. How do I set the coaches up for success? How do I set the guru up for success? How do I set the program, the mastermind, the course up for success for these people in these high ticket sales? And I came up with a model that actually commits the client to take on the ownership of the responsibility to do so. And at that point, then I was able to say, okay, look, my responsibility now, you know, taking on that responsibility didn't make more work for me it actually made it easier. Like it actually, you know, I was able to do things in a lot more effective and a more efficient manner than if I was doing it the other way around. Because now I didn't have to pretend to have authority. I actually had authority because I had them committing to me to take on the responsibility to do the work within the mastermind or within the coaching. Like I found that that responsibility of mine as the closer wasn't just to sell them, wasn't to get them over objections. It was actually to get them to also commit to using the tools and services that they found valuable to us and that they were going to put forth the effort. And at the end of the day, you know, a little more when it comes down to, you know, leads, what I also received was better leads, more leads. Like I was able to take on better conversations, bigger clients do more. And because I had more time, I was more efficient and I had a a better system when I was able to take on more responsibility as the closer, And so responsibility isn't necessarily more effort and exhausting. Responsibility is is just you have a better ability to respond. I have a very close personal friend of mine, Gary Price, who is the sculptor of a beautiful, amazing monument that is going to be put in the West Coast of the United States to match the Statue of Liberty called the Statue of Responsibility. And I've been a huge supporter and a donor and a fan of the Statue of Responsibility ever since I found out that it existed. And I have had the distinct honor of delivering sculptures to different entrepreneurs and subject matter experts. Actually, the the very last sculpture that we gave away in honor of who they are as, as subject matter experts was Steve Larson, a very good personal friend of mine now. Steve Larson, we gave one to him on stage at his event at Offermind just phenomenal opportunity to recognize people who take on responsibility in a way that minimizes effort for everybody. It shares that opportunity. And so at the end of the day, what I found was, is that I got more opportunities. Like the responsibility project itself, it taught me that responsibilities, the definition is only really your ability to respond. That's what it is. Responsibility just means, just ask yourself, how's your ability to respond? How's your ability to act? And in the situation of being a great closer, a legendary closer, I ask myself that in different situations when I'm taking on different clients and when I'm working with different people, I ask myself okay, are they set up to respond, and how's that ability to respond in their business or with your sales process? And if you're the closer, you got to ask yourself, how am I able to respond to the different questions, the you know commitments, the business itself, to the coaches, to the fulfillment at the end of the day? And if I can understand that my role in being a closer, in being a salesperson, is directly tied to the results of the entire thing, it actually gives me more opportunity. And, and you know, at the end of the day now, because of this, I found a method that allows me to respond better to clients, to respond better to subject matter experts and to whatever I'm selling. I can actually close more sales now more efficiently. Because I've taken on more responsibility as a closer and be able to do it in an efficient manner that allows me to help the client also be responsible for taking action within what we've sold them. It doesn't matter what it is. Like they could be going to a mastermind. They could be going into a coaching program. They could have purchased a diet, you know, program that could be purchasing into a network marketing company. Once they purchase, once they go through this process that was developed out of my need to find better responsibility, at the end of the day, what happened? Each and every one of these clients became better. I found a method for it. I wouldn't have found the method. I wouldn't have been able to put this together unless I became more responsible. And at the end of the day, we enjoy a very simple business that does not take a lot out of ourselves, but we're able to close with ease, It makes the sales process simple and our clients love what we do because now they're committed to their own success. They're committed to adopting the solutions, essentially the tools and applying them in the way that we tell them to. And when you have somebody like that as a client, your life is simple, even as a closer. And then you get more responsibility, right? And my first times testing this, I was given the opportunity, my very first gig as the training manager. Actually, I got let go from this organization because they wanted to have a outside contractor be contracted for a year or two as the training sales director for their company. And so I got fired and then... Hired <laughs> with my first big ticket sales gig where I was able to teach these types of concepts and systems to over 138 salespeople who sold products from ranging at the low end about $8,000 to up to $116,000. And It was phenomenal. It was an opportunity of a lifetime, and that's really what propelled my lifestyle. So if you guys want to propel your business, if you want to do better as a salesperson, find out what your ability to respond is and take on more responsibility in that fashion and help your clients along the path to not just buy from you, not just set it and forget it. Not don't just sell it and quit it, close it and quit it. You want to help them take on the responsibility of action. And then you'll receive less callbacks, less complaints and your clients will commit to the success and you'll get more testimonials and inside your business. People will know you as the legendary closer. Anyways, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I am super excited to bring a lot of this context to you. Uh, I hope it's resonating with your business. Hopefully you guys are getting energy out of this and that you're actually getting applicable tools to close more sales and to change the way that you're doing it. Be able to leave some of those old bad habits behind and take on what is working and what has been better for you, especially with a market like it is today. Anyways, guys, have a fantastic week. Enjoy Legendary Closers. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot. And that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Theory for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and, more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S I Q f-u-r-y dot com forward slash free we'll see you on the inside and don't forget to like subscribe and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life